The ingredients for this episode are Lady Macbeth, Manipulation, and Reasoning. I'm Andy Anderson, the Mischievous Maestro, and we're mixing up the perfect combination. Verdi's 10th opera, Macbeth, was the first of his Shakespeare-based operas. The opera premiered on 14th March, 1847. Verdi dedicated the opera to his former father-in-law, saying, quote, I have long intended to dedicate an opera to you, who have been father, benefactor, and friend to me. It was a duty I should have fulfilled sooner if imperious circumstances had not prevented me. Now I send you Macbeth, which I prize above all my other operas, and therefore deem worthier to present to you now. Without a doubt, the true villain of the opera is Lady Macbeth. So let's explore this, shall we? Lady Macbeth, here in the high court of the mischievous maestro, the charges brought up against you are as follows. Manipulation, accessory to regicide, murder, and sleepwalking. How do you plead? We, the High Court of the Mischievous Maestro, find you guilty as charged. So, my friends, before we continue with our courtroom drama, let's make a cocktail. The cocktail for this episode is aptly titled, The Lady Macbeth. And I want to tell you what's in it. You're going to need from your bar to get some gin, Campari, a sweet Riesling wine, lime juice, and tonic water. So here we go. This is what you do. First, put ice in your cocktail shaker. To that, add two ounces of gin. And now... One ounce Campari. Two ounces of the Riesling. One and a half ounces of lime juice. Fresh squeezed, please. Put the lid on your cocktail shaker, give it a good shake for a good 10 seconds or so, and then strain that over into a goblet wine glass. You want a big wine glass here. There's a lot of liquid, but also you want the drink to have room to breathe. And now, top the drink with three ounces of tonic water. Enjoy. My friends, be careful not to spill this drink on anything light in color, or else you'll be saying, out damn spot, out I say. Of course, if you have a few too many of these, you might also end up saying, yet, who would have thought the old man to have so much blood in him? So my friends, now that you have your cocktail in hand, 
let's dive into Lady Macbeth. And since we were quoting earlier some of Lady Macbeth's famous lines, one of my favorite quotes from the Shakespeare play Macbeth is a monologue that Lady Macbeth delivers to her husband. Quote, I have given suck and know how tender tis to love the babe that milks me. I would, while it was smiling in my face, have plucked my nipple from his boneless gums and dashed the brains out, had I so sworn as you have done to this. It's a horrific image, and it reeks of pure evil and demonstrates the lengths Lady Macbeth will go to to achieve her goal of absolute power. Speaking of evil, Verdi creates an atmosphere of palpable evil from the start. The prelude, with its sinister figures on strings, harsh brass, and the wind shrieking like the owl, describes the loneliness of damnation, lost in night and cut off from hope in every decent human feeling. Throughout the opera, Lady Macbeth is constantly pushing her husband, Macbeth, to commit bloody deeds so that they may get and then keep the throne of Scotland. Verdi called Lady Macbeth, quote, il demonio dominatore, or the dominating demon who controls everything. When Macbeth hesitates to clean up after the murder of Duncan, the king of Scotland, he starts to see ghosts, and Lady Macbeth questions his masculinity. In this wonderful duet, a moment of great psychological terror, Macbeth ruminates on his misdeed while his wife, Lady Macbeth, now supremely powerful, lays the daggers back at the dead king's side. She knows that his emotions put him under her power, and she uses it to convince him to kill again, but this time Banquo, 
who was called, quote, lesser than Macbeth, but greater by the witches. The witches tell Banquo that he will never be king, but will deliver a line of heirs that will rule for many generations. After Macbeth speaks with the witches one last time, he finds that, quote, death and revenge deafen all other thoughts. This change proves fatal to Lady Macbeth, since Macbeth now knows what to do and no longer hesitates. She now no longer has the power to persuade him to do her bidding. When Act 4 comes around, Lady Macbeth is seen sleepwalking, and during her sleepwalking scene, of course this is where the famous out damn spot speech comes in, it becomes obvious that the blood on her hands doesn't come out quite as easy as it did earlier in the opera. Verdi said, quote, everything is to be sung sotto voce, and in such a way as to arouse terror and pity. Side note, sotto voce means to intentionally lower the volume of one's voice for emphasis. The speaker gives the impression of uttering involuntarily a truth, which may surprise, shock, or offend. Verdi wrote in a letter to the soprano who was to be singing the world premiere, quote, Lady Macbeth is resolute, bold, and extremely dramatic. Side note, it is bad luck to say the name Macbeth in a theater unless you are rehearsing the play or opera or performing it. Why, you may ask? According to folklore, the play's history of bad luck began with its first performance, somewhere around 1606, when the actor, yes, I said that correct, an actor, not an actress, remember, women were not allowed on stage and men played all the roles, even the female parts. Anyway, when the actor playing Lady Macbeth died suddenly, and Shakespeare himself was forced to replace the actor at the very last minute. So what happens if someone does say the word Macbeth in a theater? They're supposed to go outside the stage door, turn around three times, spit, and then knock three times on the stage door in order to be let back inside. To be safe, inside the theater, we just call it the Scottish play or the Scottish opera. For the opera, Verdi takes Lady Macbeth's bloodthirst to a new level, expanding her role in the tragedy far beyond the original Shakespeare. Verdi wanted a different kind of vocal color for his lady. He wrote in a letter, quote, I want a harsh, covered, dark color. Basically, I want the voice of the devil.
It is said that Verdi was so intent on delivering a shocking and intense character that he himself coached the singers over 150 times before the world premiere. Verdi said, quote, This tragedy is one of the greatest creations of the human spirit. If we can't do something great with it, let's at least try to do something extraordinary. A fun little bit of information. A study was done once with a group of psychology students trying to figure out the DSM codes of Lady Macbeth. DSM stands for the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorder. The DSM lists approximately 297 disorders in its fourth edition. Of these, the students decided that Lady Macbeth had one, major depressive disorder, two, post-traumatic stress disorder, and three, sleepwalking disorder. Side note, did you know that there's actually something called the Lady Macbeth effect? The Lady Macbeth effect describes a psychological condition in which people who have done something so wrong feel a need to wash their hands or body in order to clear their conscience. They tend to think that physical cleanliness can be a substitute for moral purity. In performances of Macbeth, there is a rich history of things going wrong during the performances. It is also called, quote, the curse of Macbeth. Some examples of such accidents, scenery falling during performances, lights crashing to the stage deck, actors falling off the stage, prop swords being replaced with real ones and people being stabbed during performances, with at least one case of someone dying on record, mysterious fires backstage right before the curtain goes up, and at one performance at the Metropolitan Opera here in New York City, a patron committed suicide by jumping from the top balcony to the lower level during an intermission of the Verdi opera, Macbeth. The Saturday matinee performance was being broadcast live on the radio as part of the company's traditional Saturday radio broadcast. If the theme of Macbeth seems too distant in history, we really need only to remind ourselves of people of diabolical power who destroy all things in their path, dooming themselves in the process. Verdi's musical portrayal of power and corruption in Macbeth can therefore give us pause to wonder, does art imitate life today? So my friends, until the next time we're together, I leave you with one final thought. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to a dusty death. Out, out, brief candle, life's but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. Tis a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing.
In our next episode, the High Court of the Mischievous Maestro will be hearing the case against one of opera's most notorious conspirators, Iago from Verdi's Otello. Until then, continue to be safe, my friends, and as always, stay thirsty for knowledge. The Mischievous Maestro podcast was researched and written by me, Andy Anderson. Recording engineer and co-producer is Ryan Hall. Art director and co-producer is Jefferson Reidenauer. Very personal assistant to the Mischievous Maestro and co-producer is Megan King. Production assistant, co-producer, and all-around great guy is Yvonne Kahn. Publicist for Andy Anderson is Jonathan Blaylock. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite platform to get all of the upcoming episodes with exciting drinks. To learn more about The Mischievous Maestro and for the drink recipes, don't forget to visit our website, themischievousmaestro.com, and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Mischievous Maestro is so much more than a podcast, it's a lifestyle. And I would like to remind you to please drink responsibly. If you're not old enough, don't do it. And if you are old enough, do it in moderation. And if you're having a bad day and refuse to drink in moderation, then please follow these simple rules for overindulgence. Don't drink and drive. Please don't drink too much and then email your boss asking for a raise. And please, for all that's holy in the world, don't drink too much and then drunk text your ex at 3 a.m. This podcast is the sole property of the mischievous maestro and may not be used in whole or in any part without the expressed written permission of Andy Anderson.